Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out Off the Floor. That's our new Discord, $2.99 per month. You can interact with each other, interact with us. We're doing more and more stuff there. So if you follow us on Twitter, X, whatever it is you want to call it, you might want to move to Discord because all the behind-the-scenes content, it is going there. So check it out. It's Off the Floor. You can find the link right here on the description of the podcast or on the YouTube channel and also at the top of the Five Reason Sports Twitter feed. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reason Sports Network, includes our friends over at Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. Get $20 to play. Also, you can participate in our tournaments. You can use that money to do so. So we got NFL tournaments every weekend. Make sure you join the one coming up for this weekend and also NBA tournaments daily and monthly. So check it out, betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard. Couple scars. Ran bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power to have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on the Five Reasons Sports. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. He's home. I'm on the road. We're in the same region for a change. And we want to make sure before we get to today's floor plan that you check out the episode that was done last night. As we're speaking, which was the Miami Heat beating the Golden State Warriors on the road, doing so without Jimmy Butler, without Josh Richardson, without Caleb Martin, and without Kyle Lowry. So four rotation players, including three regular starters, and the Heat win in Golden State. They throttle Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Uh, pretty much dominated the game. Uh, they, they, I was mostly, uh, it was mostly the guys that we were talking about as possibilities to play, which was Jovic, Kane. Uh, and Hampton, uh, who did a great job in that game, and then they got enough from Hero, Hakez, and Bam to finish the deal. And so they are right now, as we get into today's floor plan, we're going to take a look at where they are entering the new year. So we're recording this on December 29th. The Heat are now 19-12. and 12. Um, They have four more games left on this road trip. They have a winnable game in Utah coming up. They have had their core three. I don't want to call them a big three yet because they don't play together enough to be a big three. They've had their core three of Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler together for seven games. 
And one of those seven games, Tyler left early. <laughs> so they've had their core three together for six games. Jimmy Butler's on pace to pace, play 60 games, which is even less than we projected before the season started. And yet they're now firmly fourth in the East. They're ahead of the Knicks. They're ahead of Cleveland. They're ahead of Orlando. They're ahead of Brooklyn. Atlanta and Toronto are fading. Chicago is breaking things up. And it looks like basically a four-team race in the Eastern Conference, which is kind of what we thought. And the Heat are below those teams, but I don't think any of those teams really want to see them. So, Greg, as we look at it, we're going to compare it to their records through 31 games. And as they go forward, are you satisfied with where they stand? I think you have to be. I think that um, with all the context surrounding how many guys have been out, all of the injuries, uh, I know Spolstra recently in a presser um, glared at at a couple people and talked about how Omer Yurtsevin and and a couple other guys took up all their injured minutes last year. That's not the case this year. They're, I mean, the minutes are the the guys that have been out have been legitimate, and the fact that they are basically neck and neck with Orlando in the four or five matchup, but we feel like they're creating separation just by virtue of how they played lately. They beat Orlando. They're kind of moving into that fourth range. And frankly, they're not so far from third. And so like, that's where I think heat fans wanted to be. If everything went accordingly, like I don't want to say if everything broke right, but kind of because like they're the, best if not second best three-point shooting team in the league so far I think that that's something that we all thought had to happen that three-point shooting had to come back to life and so for me there's a couple statistics that we'll get into in a minute that I think are important to mention that I think that they that by Shane Battier has drilled this in my head and I think you're going to know where I head with that um but other than that I think that they have met expectations and heat fans should feel pretty damn good about where they stand heading into the new year. And that's not me sunshine pumping. I mean, like, I think it's legit. Well, here's where, here's where they are compared to the past uh, four seasons. So we, we took a look at this. This is the Jimmy Butler era. First year they were 23. This is through 31 games. Uh, The first year they were 23 and eight. Uh, We know how that finished. It finished in the bubble after a long break now the 23 and 8 start was a little bit weird because then they had kind of a bad three weeks right before the covid break and the covid break actually kind of gave them some time to to pivot uh and and also incorporate uh players that they would had sorry my daughter in the background uh <laughs> with the camera uh and also incorporate some players that they added uh during that time which was obviously uh crowder iguodala solomon hill and they had guys going out so they had to change kind of what they were doing um and they ended up again figuring things out in the bubble uh and then they got the fifth seed because they didn't really care about the fourth and ended up winning uh in the first in in the first round and then obviously advancing all the way to finals second year 14 and 17 14 and Mm -hmm. 17 and that was basically the extension right like that was the the last season didn't really end they had no you be mo harkless right precisely precisely and then 18 and 13 the year after uh which was the year they ended up finishing with the number one seed and then last year but that but after they went 18 and 13 they had a 23 and 8 run after that which kind of and that was after bam got hurt Mm -hmm. but kyle lowry did a lot of that and then 16 and 15 last season, mm-hmm. uh, a season where they never really got right until three minutes left against Chicago in the second uh, in the second playing game. So they are actually trending the second best of the five Jimmy Butler seasons. Unbelievable. And 
make this argument, I, and I have made this argument, and now I see as I'm polling it that most Heat fans have come around to my way of thinking on this, uh, whereas they did not before. Because I can tell you when I polled it before the season at, at a training camp, when Eric Spolster said this is the deepest team we've had uh, recently, uh, 65% said no to that, that this this team was not better than last year's team. And I said, yes, it is uh, considerably better. And that's even I was without skeptical. Yeah, you were skeptical. This is the one time where I was more optimistic than you. And I will say uh, now 89% say this team is is better than last year's team. So it, it's gone from 35% to 89%. Uh, in terms of believing that, and and I, I I don't think there's any way to argue otherwise at this point. Like I don't I don't whatever. And again, let's not take what Gabe has done in L.A. because it's unfair. He hasn't done anything because he's been hurt. Uh, he's kind of become Kendrick Nunn too for them out there. But uh, Max and Gabe were not going to be providing more for you than Thakes, <laughs> right? Or or this improved version of Kevin Love. Or or some of the other upgrades that other or or again and I didn't this I didn't project this new Duncan Robinson uh, alone is already gives you more I think those those three things give you more and that doesn't add in improvements that other players Tyler in particular uh, you know Bam to a certain degree and and others have made here along the way and then whatever Josh uh, has provided for you and then Caleb being and once he's gotten healthier uh, returning more to what he was towards the end of last season as opposed to the beginning of last season so. I think they are better. And so I'll start here with number one, and then we're going to go back and forth with things that we want to see in the new year. I want to see them take this as they go into the new year. I want to see them take this, the regular season seriously. And by that, I don't mean that they haven't taken it seriously at all. Cause some of these injuries have been legitimate, but I think it is important that they drop no further than they are right now. Like I, I, I think that they, they need like this four spot is fine. Okay. Yep. And, they need to act like that or above is the goal because you do not want to be in a position. You're still in the mix kind of, I know Cleveland's banged up, you know, but you're still in the mix with the Knicks. Orlando's interesting. Okay. Indiana could get hot again. You don't want to be in a position where you drop and you have to fight your way out of a play in spot in the last few weeks of the regular season, because that really should be the time to kind of get your rotation, right? Make sure Jimmy gets the records at wet rest. Kyle gets the, if he's still here, gets the records at wet rest, et cetera. So my big thing is take it seriously enough. Okay. And we've seen, they can win with less. They did it again against Golden state, but it just, it's about an attitude. And I think that Spolster has been, if you listen to Eric lately, Greg, he has, mentioned frequently without provocation we did it in response to my question but i didn't ask him about seating oh i think we're in the five spot in the east i think we're in the four spot in the east like he's actually paying attention to it mm -hmm. like from a distance he doesn't usually do Never. that and, and i think that that right and i think that he's done it at least three times that i at press conferences i've been at recently and i think that's intentional because i think he wants yeah. his team to understand it matters this year they don't have to be the first seed but don't be seventh you, you know what they're what it kind of feels like, it kind of feels like there's been an acceptance of what parity really means for you in a regular season. And it means that all this matters that much more and you actually have to hone in on, on seating. And um, it may not mean that you necessarily need to finish, um, you know, in the top three, but you damn sure want to don't want to spend the entire playoffs without a home court series. Like, what are we doing there? Like, let's not make it harder on ourselves. And so I think that the heat, because of their defensive principles, I'm going to talk about those in a minute though. 
and also just their overall like hustle, work ethic, culture. Y'all know the deal. They can just like scoop up regular season games when other teams are checked out. Like I, there used to be a time, Ethan, where we used to say Riley can coach anyone to 50 wins. Like this, this was like back. Uh, the last time it was said was when Anthony Mason was on the team. And then the next year they didn't win 50. And then we didn't talk about 50 win teams by Riley every year. But up to that point, it felt like he could coach anyone to that. And part of that was that there were moments and pockets of the regular season that they just took more seriously than everybody else. I'm not saying they need to swing the pendulum that far back, but they need to. I, I'm with you there. I think that that is an important part of this. And then um, the the two things that I do want to add and sneak in here just from a metrics perspective is that right now they are 14th in offensive rating and they're 13th in defensive rating. They need to get up into the top 10 in defensive rating for sure. I'd love to see them in offensive in both. You know what I mean? And in net rating, they're 12th. But I, I'm saying defensive rating, let's get in the top 10. Stop playing around here. That that That's my big New Year's uh, trend to watch. Yeah, I think the defensive rating is more important than the offensive rating. We know the offensive rating is going to fluctuate a little bit um, in terms of you know, they're shooting. I mean, and we talk about the variance. I mean, we're going to have our friend Matt Moore back on the podcast at some point, HP, HP basketball, because he talked a lot about the heat, the shooting last year. And it was, you know, I know I, again, Matt's going to get upset at me for quote unquote misquoting him, but this idea that it was fluky, that little run that they had in the playoffs, but what was really flukier was what happened in the regular season. Honestly, Correct. if you look at the, the context of the last three years, and now they've returned to that level, and they've returned to that level without Struess and Vincent, which, again, if you watch Struess and Vincent shoot during the regular season last year, which most people who who from national media did not do, you knew they actually dragged their three-point percentage down during the regular season because of the volume and, and the inaccuracy uh, that they would go through through various stretches. Having more Duncan Robinson, having Duncan play at this level, and look, Hawkins is shooting a reasonable percentage from three, not on high volume. And some of their other guys have started to turn their – Kyle has been shooting when he shoots. has shot a very good percentage from three. Jamal Kane. Um, John, yeah, and Kane, Josh has been okay. But, I mean, all these guys. I mean, Haywood, you know, went through a dip. We saw him make one last night. Um, they, they, they are starting to uh, – and Kevin Love has been better as the season has gone on. So all of that has kind of combined here that the, their three-point shooting has been good which has helped their offensive rating. What's hurt their offensive rating, of course, is having bodies in and out. But now they have another guy who can create rim pressure in Hawkes, who's actually doing it better than anybody else on the team. And he's shooting over 50% from the floor. I mean, shooting 50, I think it's 52 and a half percent as of, which is ridiculous for a rookie. Um, and the people are not getting him out of his spots. And again, Duncan's numbers have gone up. So I think the offense, as long as the shooting stays at a certain level, the offense will be okay. You're right about the defense. I mean, I, to me, it is, um, I think at times it's because of the different coverages they're playing because of guys that have been in and out. Some of it is there's a little, it's a little skewed because that stretch that Bam was out, particularly when they're playing Indiana, a couple of those things that the, the numbers went off the charts. I do think they've settled in some. Um, I think after the break, what I want to get into is this, because I, I think there's a, a key point from a rotational standpoint. And then to me, when we talk about things they need to figure out in the new year, it, it's more of a long-term thing. They need to figure out. So I want to get to that in a second. Before I do, I want to mention a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. It's Water Cleanup of Florida. Go to WCUFL.com. 
It's WCUFL.com, based in Boca Raton, Michael Robert and their team. They're their one, your one-stop water and mold cleanup shop. Get the preventative program with them because we know that afterwards it's challenging with insurance companies to get all the money that you're supposed to get. Of course, they'll do the cleanup work for you them too, and they're extremely honest. So if they can't do it, they'll tell you. I've had a couple of different people come to me and tell me that, and also – and many people come to me and say, no, they just did a great job. And so you just want to deal with honest people, particularly when you're dealing with contractors. Again, more than 70, more than 70 five-star reviews on Google. Check them out at Water Cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash Miami Heat. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, so let's get to this. I let, let me. I want to hit on one shorter term thing, okay, and then we'll hit on the longer term thing. The shorter term thing is honestly, I, I'm just gonna be flat out. Jimmy needs to play more. I, I just, I, I think we're at that stage, and I know, I, I understand. We've been through it a million times. Okay, that it's about the playoffs for him. There's nothing left to prove in the regular season. He doesn't care about the 65 game minimum rule for awards cuz he doesn't want any awards, okay? I mean literally, he's going to be the hardest Hall of Fame case to judge because he should have two or three more All-Star appearances, more All-NBA appearances if he just gave it to him. He doesn't. Um he's going to get in anyway, I think eventually just because of what he's done on the big stages, but he's not going to have some of the counting numbers that some of these other guys have some of the awards that some of these other guys have. He doesn't care about it. And I think that endears him to heat fans, but I mean, look, he needs to play more than 60 total in my view. They need to get a rhythm. Okay. And they need to get a rhythm with their three best guys. And look, Bam and Tyler have both been out. So this is not just a Jimmy thing. Like I said, it's seven games that they've played together, but you've said this repeatedly and it sounds crazy to, to people, but it's right. We're in year five of this. I still don't know <laughs> if the three of them work together. Yep. Like totally I, bizarre. I mean, it's right. Like, like it's worked well enough to get to a couple finals and, and another so it works. conference finals. 
You're right. But like with Dwayne, look, with Dwayne, LeBron and, and Chris, like you could see the progress. Yes, Dwayne missed time during that stage. But LeBron and Chris were were healthy during that period of time. So you kind of got an understanding like it could work without Dwayne because LeBron and Chris played so much together and all the rest of it. And they had a, a system for when Dwayne was out, whether it was, you know, a, a Mike Miller or James Jones or whatever. This is still wonky. Like we talk about their numbers together. Like even when we talk about like the numbers with with Hero and Robinson, there's no sample size with Jimmy with the two of them. Yeah, none. Like everything's so noisy. Everything's right. so noisy. Like if you look at this whole run, the finals against LA, no Bam, no Goran, noisy. Then you talk about like the uh, bubble run and then the bubble year after where Brian Fonseca always says that that was the outlier year, the year after the bubble. And I agree with him. Um, so that's noisy. And then you talk about all the injuries where you've had different guys out, got Tyler out of a playoff run where they get to the finals. That gets noisy. It's just such a bizarre five-year stretch. And so you'd have to say it works, but we don't know that it works as whole as presently constructed and whole. That's the thing that I think is, is super interesting. And I'll just finish up and, and say this before we get out of here. This is the last thing I'm looking at for this new year. And it is, can you, so it appears as if the Miami Heat are actually doing it. They're bridging these two timelines. They're bridging the younger players and they've got contending aspirations and older players that can get that done in the playoffs and bam, Jimmy, et cetera. Right. So that's like super cool that right now it appears as if that they're 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 making they're balancing that. And we asked if they could balance that and should they balance that was another question that we asked a lot this summer about going all in, et cetera. Right now it's working out. We'll see one losing streak changes how everyone feels about this stuff. But I guess I'll ask what what um, what does it really mean to do that? And how do you convert that to winning in the postseason and not just make it be about, oh, we bridged two timelines. So conceptually, we did something that made a ton of sense and was a win. How, how do you go from make it a, a conceptual win to a tangible victory this year? That's that's something that I'm looking for in 2024 for the Heat. No, it's a great way for us to end because it's one of the hardest things to do in the sport as a, as an organization in terms of management and it's instructive that we just saw them play the warriors. Okay. Because the warriors tried this, like they had, I mean, they literally called it two timelines. Like they, they had a name for it. Okay. And it was, uh, you know, it was Steph Draymond clay. And then it was Kaminga Wiseman Moody uh, Looney's kind of in the middle, but I, you know, pool. Okay where they had this younger core of players. They they got, and then Wiggins kind of again in the middle, right? They got one title out of it, kind of in a weird year, okay? Like they, they got one title out of it. They made a run in the playoffs. Steph went nuclear, you know, kind of like Dwayne went nuclear way back. Like, and, and they had the pieces around him to make it work. And so they extended the Steph championship timeline with these two timelines, right? But ultimately the other timeline blew up, like, I mean, Kaminga's just getting time now. And now, finally, Kerr is playing the two young guys he's got this year, the two guys they drafted. Uh, but uh, but Poole's gone, okay? Uh, Wiseman's gone, right? 
I mean, they they and essentially they they've acknowledged it, Warriors fans have acknowledged that the whole and it's become that it, it was a bust to a certain degree. Again, they got the championship, so it's hard to argue. But again, the young guys, with the exception of Poole, didn't really play a role in that championship. Conceptually, they, they, it's, a looking, bust. it's a bust because because you know you're looking forward and you're like, okay, well, okay, now we we had to resign Draymond, but we don't trust him. Uh, Clay's money is there, and you don't really want to pay him because he's not consistent. And he's unrestricted. And he's unrestricted. And Steph, I don't think, can carry anymore. Like, I, I think he can still be elite in certain situations, for sure. And he'll have a month where he's great. But I don't think he can carry for an entire season anymore. So they're they're in this kind of weird space. The Heat are, are in a better place because they're, I, I think, because they're young players. They have young veterans on the roster, like Tyler and Bam. Are, are players who've improved and now they're 26, 23, but they're not part of a second timeline. Like they're literally, they're, they're square in the middle of it for the next mm-hmm. five, six, seven years. That's different than, than what Golden State had. And now you have Hawkes who you add to that. And so you've got a core that's 26, 23, 22, right? And as Jimmy ages out, you have other, and then we see last night where, Okay, this is why you don't give up on Jokic. Maybe you give him up in a trade for an an elite player if it comes to that, if he's got to be part of a package. But you don't give up on him completely because there is legitimate. I mean, this is not Casey Akpala. This is not some of their other. Like, Hell no. There, no. There is talent there. The only question there is, okay, does his talent fit what they need right now? Like he needs the ball in his hands. We've talked about this so often, right? They did that in the Golden State game, and they were literally – Brady touched on this in the postgame pod and also on playback. They were literally running actions with him where he was the primary ball handler playing point guard. Like Brady's like, they don't even let Kyle play point guard anymore in a traditional sense. And they had Jovic and to a lesser degree, Hakez doing it, where he was starting the action, starting the pick and roll with the intention of him creating the play. That's not really what Kyle does anymore, okay? Mm. He's more playing off of other people once he gets the ball to the front court. So I, I just there is a specific skill set that this kid has that is going to be very useful down the road. It just might not be consistently right now. But you look at that and you look at, okay, maybe they do have a player in Jamal Kane who could be a back into the rotation player. And look, uh, one of the other things I want to see them look at the rest of this this RJ Hampton's interesting to me. Like they have high upside guys there. Like RJ Hampton, I, I'm sorry for Drew Smith, right? I'm, a, a terrible thing happened. We talked about it before the season. Like RJ Hampton has higher upside than Drew Smith. Obviously, he, okay, he was a higher prospect. And and there's just more there. If they can fix his shot, they have something. Um, and so I, I want to see more of, okay, who can we talk about with this? It's not it's not the two timelines. I think you hit on it right We talked about bridge. It's a bridge timeline that they have. And how many others can they get on the bridge, mm-hmm. right? Like, is Haywood Highsmith on the bridge? Is Jamal Kane on the bridge? Is RJ Hampton on the bridge? Is Nikola Jovich on the bridge? And then, you know, we obviously know that Hawkins is, right? So how many others can they get on the bridge and make it that it's not all about Jimmy? And yet I come back, Greg, we can finish here. I come back to what I said at the beginning of this segment. It's not all on Jimmy, but in the end, it's about Jimmy. And Agreed. they have a closer here now. You don't know that Bam, Tyler, the others are going to become that. Hawk is. But he ha- I think he has to engage more once healthy enough with this regular season so that we know what it is going into the playoffs 
so that once they get him to the finish line, there's a confidence level, not from the media, nobody cares about us, but from his teammates. Jimmy still has it when we need it. We're not going to rely on him, but he can get us over to the other side um, because they're going to start facing some teams where, well, can Tatum, can Giannis, can Embiid? Okay, well, Jimmy's got to be in that class with those guys as he has been the past uh, during his era to be able to finish. Right now, I'm not 100% convinced. I don't think he's had a great regular season. I just haven't seen it enough. I want to I want to see it a little more, and I think it would help if we see it a little bit more with Tyler and Bam. So that's where we're at. All right, any closing thoughts? I agree, and I just think that it's a situation where Heat fans, as we head into the new year, should feel pretty damn good because it was a rough summer. Like, let's all just acknowledge that it was a rough summer. Um, because of expectations, not because anything necessarily changed. And the Miami Heat have actually, I think, turned a fan base that started the season a little bit malcontent, Ethan, and they've they've turned them around and made everybody excited again. And so that should be applauded. That's that's I guess my final thought for the new year. I'd say this covering it, it's uh and and just following it on social media and watching our numbers go up and all the rest of the stuff that's happened, people are engaged with this team right now. They were not for a period of time, but maybe it's all Jaime. <laughs> a lot of it is Jaime. Um, but that's a huge thing. I mean, to find a first-round pick to contribute at this level on a consistent basis where people are excited to watch him play. Um, and I want to see him play with their core three, with Duncan, because the one crazy thing about this team is it seems like they're better when one of their premium players is out, <laughs> but that's not what you want once you get to the playoffs. So that's not yeah. what you're hoping. Oh, let's oh Tyler gets hurt again. We'll go to the finals or Bab gets hurt. We'll go to the finals or Jimmy misses. No, that's not. I mean, you want to see them whole finally, and they really haven't been that uh, during the Jimmy era. So we'll see what happens. All right. For Greg, I'm Ethan. Check us out again on off the floor. Also, Better Edge, use code 5RSN, and go to Water Cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.